Good to be with you this morning, everyone, as we continue our nine-part series, third of the nine homilies, on what it means to be a parish where missionary disciples are formed and then sent. Formed and sent. And it is great to have the wedding feast of Cana, right? Where Jesus Christ performs his first public miracle. Where he is revealed, he starts to reveal himself as the Savior, as the Messiah. And it's right in this Gospel of John, the only Gospel that this miracle is spoken about, where we also have the last words of Mary, of the Blessed Blessed Mother, do whatever he tells you. And so it's a great Gospel where we see Christ act, and then they are sent. His disciples start to believe in who he is. And so last week, to give the wrap-up, the brief synopsis, we're going to keep going in circles around this, right? We had identity, who you are. Everything flows from identity, We have to know who we are, right, in relation to the Father. Otherwise, things are very unclear. But if it is true that we are beloved sons and daughters of the Father, it would also be true that the Father desires a relationship with us. God doesn't just give us an identity. To like leave us over there and never uh, have a relationship with us again, never talk to us, never communicate with us. That's crazy, right? He gave us the identity, he brought us into himself, into his very life, so that he could have a shared life with us. That the Father wants to have a shared, lived relationship with us. And so does Jesus. So does Jesus, right? He's invited to a wedding feast. Simply put, it means Jesus had friends. We can forget that Jesus actually had friends. That he was a likable guy. And who does he bring with him? He brings with him his disciples. That he wants to start sharing with his disciples all the good things that he wants to give, to start revealing himself to them. And so that's what we focus on this week, this reality that we have received our identity, and now how Jesus Christ wants to have a shared, lived, real relationship with us. That he has already in fact, initiated the relationship. It's not like we have to go search for it or search for him. God's already present. God's already with us. God has already started this relationship. And now from our perspective, how do we start to live that? How do we come, in a sense, in touch with that reality? How do we come to see hear Jesus speak to us? What does he look like in this relationship? If he is indeed real, 
it means there's going to be clear signs. He's going to speak, look a certain way. That's what we focus on today, right? He shares with us in very ordinary, practical ways. And so, to get into the practical today, that God, that Jesus wants to, in fact, have a friendship and a relationship with us, I think there's two words that help us to build a foundation on what relationship looks like. Not just relationship with God, but any relationship we have. In fact, I just gave a test on this on Friday to my juniors. Right, this basic reality. What does prayer, what does a lived relationship look like? A, R, A and R. Acknowledge and then relate. So first, to acknowledge. It's pretty simple, everyone. If we don't know what's going on inside of ourselves, if we aren't aware enough to know what's hurting, what is going well, I feel this way, think this way, this is going on inside of me. If we can't honestly relate that, if we can't honestly acknowledge what is happening inside of ourselves, it's very hard to build any sort of relationship. You guys know this, living in the world. It's not rocket scientists, not rocket science, right? There's a lot of issues that happen if you don't know what's going on inside of yourself, if the other person is unaware. It's really hard to kind of get on the same page. And on top of it, everyone, God works. God works through our thoughts, feelings, and desires. God works through our thoughts, feelings, and desires. He's not just some idea out there, right? I don't just magically think about, wow, I feel sad because this happened to me. That makes me feel like God's not with me. That doesn't just like come from ourselves. Right, that comes from something other than God. Or when we experience, wow, I feel very joyful because I see my child uh, succeed at something. That doesn't just come from you. It comes from God. (laughs) It's actually really good news that not everything is on us, but we do live in a true spiritual reality where there is God and then the evil one, everything that's opposed to God. And they work in us in our thoughts, feelings, and desires. And so it becomes really important to be aware, to be able to acknowledge, admit, and name what is happening inside of ourselves. It's the first step. We have 2,000 years of tradition on this in the Catholic Church. It's called self-knowledge. It's called growing in self-knowledge. And it's so important, right, because that's where God wants to start. 
Number two, we're aware of things, we acknowledge things, whatever is happening in our heart with honesty, right? And then we have to relate it to Jesus. We have to tell Jesus about it. What's my little argument for that? Jesus is God who can heal and do all good things. It only makes sense that we actually tell him about it. Think of it this way. Uh, Many of you are married, right? You know how far it goes to sit, to think, hey, you should uh, take care of the kids. You should take out the garbage. You should help with the house stuff. Whatever it is. Think about it as long as you want, but if you don't tell your spouse, it ain't gonna happen. That we have to relate it Tell the other person about it in honesty. Now, here's the tremendous news. Your spouse is flawed, but God is not. That we don't have to be afraid of relating to Jesus, of talking to him, of entering into this real relationship because he's the father who desires all good things. That he's infinitely good to us. That we can trust him. Going back to identity, right? If we don't experience, if we haven't felt Jesus loving us, saying you are my beloved son or daughter, great example. We're now aware of it, but to relate that to him. Jesus, I haven't experienced this. I need it from you. Let me experience your love. That's what it looks like. That it's simple, honest, open communication, relating to God, who's the loving father, to Jesus Christ, the merciful savior. That in fact, it is real, right? To relate our thoughts, feelings, and desires to God openly. Everyone, take a moment, close your eyes. Close your eyes, it's this simple. I'm gonna walk you through it. Take a moment, what is happening inside of yourself right now? What are you thinking, feeling, desiring? Wow, Father's homily is really long, I hate it. Can't wait to go to lunch. Who's going to win in football today? I feel really sad for whatever reason. I feel distracted. There's so much going on in my life. Whatever it is, you're now thinking about it. You feel, you know. And now to relate that to Jesus is as simple as saying, Jesus, I feel sad. Jesus, I can't wait for football this afternoon. Jesus, I want this homily to end. Everyone, let's not complicate what it is 
to be in relationship with Jesus. It's not to sit and think. We all know how well it is to try to think yourself out of a problem. It doesn't work very well. But if we can grow in lived faith to relate everything that goes on inside of us to Jesus, who can in fact right, do all good things for us? Who is doing all good things for us? It will radically change our life. More than we understand or know. It will radically change our life. We move from being alone to being with someone else. Talk about a radical difference. Being alone and being with someone else, and it's as simple as being aware and relating it to Jesus so that you can have a shared friendship with him. Everyone, just to wrap up, right? We have identity, who we are. Beloved sons and daughters of the Father, the Father obviously wants a shared relationship with us, otherwise he wouldn't have gave us that. But now, as we hear in the gospel, the great words of Mary, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. The last thing that Jesus told his disciples was go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Being a missionary disciple isn't just living in our identity, having this shared relationship with Jesus and not doing anything about it. That Jesus sends us on mission to do his work to spread the good news. If we have encountered Jesus' good to us, it becomes natural to want to share it with others. And so that's what we have. That's what we hear to take to heart the, the words of Mary. Do whatever he tells you. To say yes to the mission that Jesus wants to give us. Jesus, I desire to be your missionary disciple. Or, Jesus, I have no idea what they're talking about. I don't want to be a missionary or a disciple, and I don't know what that means. Great, you've just told Jesus about it. We can move ahead. <laughs> and he can work. That you have given him permission to work in your life. And so to accept this calling, to accept the calling of being a missionary disciple, to have a shared life with him as his disciple is a tremendous gift. And so that's what we pray for today. Jesus, we ask you to fill us with your love that we know who we are as your beloved children and that you desire a shared friendship with us. And now let us share that with others. Send us on mission with you. And we know that you will make all this come true because you're always good to us, that you're the loving Father who desires our good. So fill us with your faith, with your hope, 
and with your love.